0: X-Men
1: Get it x Get it, get it. X-Men, Come on. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is the weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every X-Men story from A to Z.
0: I'm Adam.
1: And I'm Zach. And Adam, it's been so long.
0: I know, man. It's been a couple weeks. So uh, you have a new addition to your family. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) uh, I guess for you guys, it hasn't been very long. Me and Adam haven't recorded a podcast in like a month.
0: Yeah, I feel like I may have forgotten how to do this, but... um... I'm glad we're back. It feels uh, weird not recording on a weekly basis. So, um, I'm but I am glad that that you got to take a little time off, Zach. It's good.
1: It was very nice. I filled it with uh, diapers and <laughs> holding babies, uh, which you know, one of those is great. One of them less so. Uh, but it's good. Everyone's happy and healthy, and uh, you know, we're here. And I think I think I was a little inspired.
0: Oh, really? Uh,
1: with this break? Yeah i was thinking of the children mm-hmm. i was thinking of the youths the of young, our country the
0: youngins hello children the
1: youngins, as <laughs> as some call them and the thing about x-men is there's a lot of children and there's a lot of stories around the x-men children and where x-men become children and all sort of children-based x-men activities and as luck would have it this week our patreon supporter waiting for the T raid i don't know why i said T. it just kind of stopped there uh waiting for the trade it's max he's a very very good comics artist uh you can see his stuff on on the internet all the time i retweet darn near every one of them so yeah guys go you, check them out you
0: go you read waiting for the trade right people like if you're listening yeah. to this and you're not you should be they're hilarious they're great like deep continuity digs that they're, they're awesome
1: yeah, it's, it's very good. But he decided to... Uh, he told me he wasn't sure what to pick because he didn't know if he wanted to uh, be nice or mean.
0: <laughs> well, this is, this is an interesting pick. He chose pick.
1: weird. Yeah. He chose weird is mm-hmm. what he chose. Yeah. Uh, because he uh, went on over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files, uh, jumped in at a donation level to get a story, and chose the story X Campus.
0: Hmm. X which campus. Is,
1: it is a high school AU X-Men story put out by Panini Press, hmm. which is a European comics company that was a prestige format, first released in uh, Europe, of X-Men stories by completely European talent, and boy is this interesting adam what were your thoughts when you were reading this comica book
0: well it's weird um it's a four issue mini here in the states we've got todd knock doing covers and then like you said a variety of different um uh european artists on this thing and it, it it's basically i feel like it's trying to capitalize on sort of the the runaways manga trade um you know deal here but Mm -hmm. um essentially we're dealing with a story of it's an alternate universe all of the x-men for the most part uh with the exception of uh, a few of the villains and professor X, are teens and um they you know go to school and hijinks ensue right um it bears a striking resemblance. Of, well, I, I don't. I don't know how much it's, how close it is, but it, it is similar in style to, let's say, X Men Evolution. But we never see them costume up and do anything of that sort. It, it's all on campus in plain clothes for all four issues.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I almost resent the X Men Evolution comparison only because uh, this is good. Or that was good this is somewhere in between this is just so odd it's there's there's a handful of different stories it's four issues but each issue is a double size issue with two complete full issues inside of it
0: yeah so we're talking about almost 200 pages of content here um and you know it's a very unique thing because it all happens on the campus it's very on brand with the title i'll give it credit for that um but like i said this is not a costumed superhero struggle this is we're fitting the x-men mythos into these uh into these eight parts and we're, we're all going to be at school the entire time so um it has its strengths and i think it has its weaknesses um we were talking off the air that i think one of the biggest weaknesses here is that they make wolverine into one of the teens <laughs> And it's so bad it's guys, weird guys
1: guys 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 wolverine has never been like under 40 he was born <laughs> old i know x-men origins is a like movie and wolverine origins is a book that exists that says that he was a child once and i don't believe it uh because he was born clint eastwood and just kind of ran with it from there uh he's bad he has a bad attitude everything's bad about it uh it's just it's a, it's an odd odd take on it there's so many weird things okay the weird the weird is, is Jean gray oh, who shit. Jean gray gets introduced as professor wow. x's assistant like his adult teacher assistant friend and it turns out she's actually a teenager in disguise as an adult
0: that was another one of the really strangest parts of this story is that the jean gray is introduced as an adult but then is then revealed to be a teen i i don't know there's some very strange choices here
1: she yeah she's an adult or she's a teen in adult clothing but it it doesn't do anything like it's just a weird thing that happens in the book, not something that's relevant.
0: Well, and I, I think it's important to note what the the overarching thing is here. And that is that um, there are these robots that they eventually have to stop that are going. We have Team
1: Donald Pierce.
0: Right. Team Donald <laughs> the Pierce. Hellfire Club. But, but these robots are going to go around and turn them all into Reavers, essentially. Right. Um, they never use that term. But that is why the villains and the heroes team up is to beat up these robots. But even though this is eight parts and almost 200 pages, the ending feels kind of rushed. Like we get oh, yeah. a series of reveals, including that Mystique is Nightcrawler's mother that just happened like really fast. And it, it changes the pace of the book and it, it doesn't really work. You know, um, the teen soap opera stuff works, I think, a little bit better here.
1: Yeah, I'll say the o- the only part of the ending that works is when Principal Magneto is talking to everyone and he says, "I'm going to show them, you know, true power and all this stuff." And I think Storm says, "Love," and he just deadpans and looks at her and says. Magnetism.
0: <laughs> yes. There are
1: there are some good gags in this. There's some very good gags, like that when the X Men are uh, trying to pitch Colossus to join their team, and he says, "Are you guys Scientologists?"
0: Oh, I love that joke. That was great. I laughed out loud at that one. You're right. There are some there are some really fun parts in here, and if you are a fan of you know animated series, I'm not going to specifically say Evolution, but if you like an animated look to um, your comics, and you want to, you know, check out a very distilled version of the X Men. I think you might find this enjoyable. I found myself enjoying the story. I just, it, it does have enough weaknesses that it's not really something that I would highly recommend.
1: No, it's, it's kind of blah. What it, what it reminds me a ton of, and it's a story that we, I wanted to get, uh, added to this episode, but we just couldn't work it out logistically is x-men misfits which was a manga that reina telgemeier you know the the biggest person in comics that no no one our age is reading um
0: yeah the author she, of uh, smile right and si- yep. and sisters big deal yep
1: yeah she she sells more comics than anyone else in the world that's right <laughs> but she uh she did a manga for marvel back before she was Raina telgemeier that's this with kitty pride
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. And
1: it's it's the same thing like Viz Media put it out first for Japan and it never really took off just like this never really took off. It's a high school AU of the X-Men and it just doesn't work. It's so similar to that and it really makes me curious about you know they keep they keep trying to get back to X-Men as you know like a teen book and all this stuff. Uh but it just doesn't it doesn't always click. They've tried this with like the first class stuff and they've tried it with uh You know, x-men evolution and i just it's a weird thing that they keep going back to because most people know x-men from just being the x-men why don't you just make them x-men
0: yeah i think i think it brings up an interesting question about you know like what's the purpose of this um you know why de-age them i know that jordan white is like really consistent about the fact that he thinks the x-men are much younger than i think most of us think they are Um, oh yeah
1: he's wrong i know he controls (laughs) it and he's objectively right because he sets the truth but he's wrong and me and him have stern disagreements about that one yeah
0: but it is interesting to me you know like we we see this in a a variety of different media we've seen it in the cartoons um even x-men apocalypse uh you know and uh, to a certain extent, I don't know. Did Days of Future Past introduce some of these younger guys? Um, no, no, no right? It was just no, Apocalypse, no. they hit the reset yeah. button, and it, you know, I just don't necessarily understand why that's necessary. You know, like the characters are pretty full form, fully formed. Yes. Like,
1: teens are a big deal, Adam. You got to get that teen mark, you got to get with those youths and their sobies and their kick flips. I don't actually know what kids do anymore. I'm not that old, but I have been removed from high school for long enough that (laughs) i don't know fidget spinners dabbing
0: okay yeah yeah. where
1: should we put this on the list you're a high you're a high school boy you know that
0: all right so we have evolution on this list somewhere right because we did house party and i believe we have that down at 125 um, I remember you were very affectionate with that. Oh, that's a wrong word.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that's no affectionate. Yeah? That
0: tracks. Uh, okay. I I thought that made it sound like you make out with the issue. Um, but you, you like, you, you enjoyed that issue. Um, is this better or worse than house party?
1: I think it's worse than house party. Okay. I think that from a craft in telling a story standpoint, it's better than, x-men no more humans down at 138 so that gives us a decent window to start playing with
0: okay yeah um i think it's better than some of the other things that we have in there
1: um Ooh, monet vampire hunter another teens. yeah kind of i like
0: this story. better than that I, I thought this was a little bit more solid um, than that that was kind of a throwaway thing this is also kind of throwaway like it's it's certainly not like a season one style retelling that you're going to use to re-establish new fans um, wh- do you do you think it's better than that weird savage wolverine poaching story
1: maybe but just a little bit better than okay it. it's right on that level because like a. Just a couple spots up from that at 129, we have New X Men one through six choosing sides, uh-huh. and I think that is a more successful teen story than this.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so, is it better than Children of the Atom?
1: I'd rather reread Children of the Atom. All right, Children of the Atom's not good, but it it's, <laughs> it's kind of great.
0: Well, yeah, it, it's it's got that uh, sweet art. So, this is our oh, new 131.
1: Yeah, our new number one thirty one, we've got X Campus.
0: Yes, that was a weird one. Thanks for recommending on that. Was, Matt.
1: Yeah, that's that's an oddball. I don't know if I would recommend anyone ever reading it. I don't know. But Okay, check it out. It sure is it sure is something that uh Francesco Artabeni and just there's like there's like eight pencilers on this, and I can't pronounce any of their names. I'm gonna embarrass myself if I try. Uh, but yeah, it's in it's an interesting addition to the X-Men canon. Much like our next uh, story that we're going to talk about. Adam, this was one we were both very excited about to finally get a chance to bring up in here. This deadly double-sized issue.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. I absolutely love this issue. Um, this is New Mutant Slumber Party. Which... Yeah. What's the New issue? New Mutant Slumber 21. 21. 21. Um, Written
1: by Claremont, of course. And I do believe... As far as art, this is this is our first Bill Kevich. Like really? this is our first Bill Billson Kevich. He did that Dracula story all oh, the way that's back true. when. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was still Neil Adams ass Bill Kevich. This is Bill Sinkevich ass
0: Bilsinkevich. Oh yeah. This is the real deal. This is like prime time here. And this may be if it's not my favorite New Mutants issue, it's definitely one of them. Um this is such a great issue of this era the basic premise is that um some of the other kids from town you know from other actual high schools have been invited to have a slumber party with the girls at the xavier mansion um it also introduces everybody's favorite warlock so uh there's a lot going on in this issue
1: yeah he's a good boy he's a good boy doug Ramsey joins the team in this issue there's a ton happening and it's gorgeous like here's the weird thing if you were going to take a look at Bill Sienkiewicz's art and his style, you would never think to ask him to draw a slumber party issue. Like, <laughs> that's, that ain't him, fam. It, it That's not what you would think. Someone tells you, oh, we got this big horror story that involves a demon bear with an otherworldly portal dimension thing going on. And there's going to be scariness and blood. He's Everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, Bill, 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 Bill Sienkiewicz, the drawy guy. But... Slumber Party? <laughs> I would never mix the two. And it's amazing how well it works. He's got such an expressive style.
0: Well, and it doesn't... It
1: blows my mind. It doesn't
0: hurt that... Um, it, I And I selfishly, I just want to say that I've had this issue signed by both Claremont and Sinkevich, And uh, mm. it was the only time that I, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, Bill. Um, and he was so... Happy to see this issue. Both of them were. And both of them wanted to tell me about who their friends were that Sienkiewicz draws inside. Because there's, I guess, the, all of the girls that are visiting the school are based on other people that are from. The Marvel office, or like from their friend pool, so like Louis Simonson is in here, um, and and all of their close buddies got worked into the issue. So if you you know you flip through, you might see a familiar face. This obviously like was a fun fun issue for them to work on.
1: Yeah, it's it's a blast. There's a lot of really good moments in here for the New Mutants. Like this is the quintessential New Mutants issue, mm-hmm. I think, because. It's got a lot of fun. It's got some great moments like uh, the girls decide to give Rain a yes, makeover.
0: I was going to say that's that's like the core great scene. It's right great
1: there. because then Sam and Bobby kind of walk in from skinny dipping because, you know, they they were just doing that. Boys will be boys. Uh, and Sam doesn't recognize her and she is not thrilled. She punches him in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I also just love the idea that you have these um, strangers in the house who are clearly suspicious of what is happening here. Right. They're like, we've heard right. so many weird things and it there's great little moments like Lockheed sitting on Ileana's head. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that's a, that's a very realistic stuffed animal. And it's like, kid that's a dragon (laughs) it's very clearly not a stuffed animal but you know you could see that there's a i don't know there's sort of like a fantastic and a realistic perspective to this issue that that sinkevich nails perfectly um especially because the whole thing kind of gets disrupted by warlock coming to town
1: oh our good, good alien teen robot space boy
0: yeah um and, and it's so funny because like we we think of warlock and I I know I do is sort of like a certain format, but the way he's drawn here is, is very abstract. Like he's sort of just this like wobbly jellyfish thing. That's uh, invading earth. And it's pretty, I don't know. It's, it's interesting and a little bit scary too. Um, Yeah. So.
1: And I I love it. I love that. Warlock is this like ink blot. He is a thing that, overwhelms the page and goes nuts there's there's some artists who can make him work there's other artists who draw him like constantly on model mm-hmm. and it it never feels right to me so i love i love this warlock i think it's great it sets up a lot of fun stuff you get warlock's origin you get the teens all coming together kind of using their powers in fun ways to try and you know keep the party calm. A demon gets released uh, on accident and they have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ileana goes into space off panel for a while and no one comments on it until a fill-in <laughs> issue like three years later
0: yeah and and i just love that like for the majority of the issue like you said because they were skinny dipping cannonball is blasting around in a towel for like the it's bulk very of the good. issue <laughs> it,
1: that is very good cannonball yeah
0: i i don't know i love this issue i treasure it i have you know like i mentioned i have the floppy that's signed and then i also was lucky enough to get the idw Sinkevich book um oh
1: the giant monster yeah
0: yeah it's really great to see this stuff like very large I, I don't know i mean i know it's not available through idw anymore but if if anybody gets a copy of that on sale it's definitely like if you're a Sinkevich fan it's definitely worth having um yeah so obviously we love this issue um love it yeah and i i think most of you listening if you're a new mutants fan you've read this already this is a classic
1: how yeah if you haven't read this guys go get it on that app yeah like this is this is a good standalone story you could hand to anyone and get a feel for who these characters are and why people love them
0: mm-hmm. and the scan on unlimited is is really solid like you can tell that mm-hmm. they they use similar scans for the idw book that they did for the uh the unlimited um because it, it looks really beautiful the colors are bright and vibrant the inks are you know deep blacks so um definitely worth your time all right where do we put this on our list i can see this maybe going kind of high
1: this is not my favorite new mutant story yeah but it might be number two
0: all right so i think the highest new mutants thing that we have is as guardian wars at number four um, with new mutant special edition however um that is a crossover with uncanny x-men so th- the other New Mutants that we have really high is Inferno at twenty three, so it's
1: better than Inferno. Okay, twenty three. All right,
0: that means
1: and apparent. That's that's right. My list is hidden. That explains <laughs> why I can't see Inferno and I was looking for. It. I was like, son of a gun! I know that's there.
0: All right, so that means we are in the top twenty two of our list here, Zach. So, uh, how high are you willing to go with Slumber Party?
1: I don't think it breaks the top 10. And the only reason I'm saying that is because we've got that uncanny X-Men bar issue at number 10, yep. where they get in that bar fight and that's very, very good comics right there.
0: I'm with you on that. I wasn't going to uh, inject this into the top 10, but I do think that it's getting very close to that. I'm looking at the things that we have from 11 to 20, and I'm kind of thinking this is better than them. Yeah. Um,
1: because at number... Let's let's see. At number 11, we've got Mutant Massacre. At number 12, we've got that first arc of Buns Magneto.
0: Mm-hmm. I...
1: And I, I think he... I, I definitely can say that it's better than that first arc of Buns Magneto. Absolutely. I th- and I think as a whole, it's probably better than Mutant Massacre.
0: I'm going to go with you. I think this is our new 11. I don't want to put it against... Uh, above the Colossus Juggernaut issue, but... This is by far one of the most classic issues of X-Men ever written. So I think it deserves to be right there.
1: Yeah, y'all go read that Slumber Party issue. It's New Mutants 21 and it's our new number 11 on this list. Nice. And now we move on. We've had a lot of fun today. We've we've talked about a lot of really good and exciting stories. And now we're going to talk about the new X-Men in the terrible horrible no good very bad day
0: well this is uh correct me if i'm wrong we're in decimation for this particular arc um which we
1: we have we have left the house of m yeah and things are bad and
0: we did cover um decimation with end of greys previously right Um, yeah so what terrible awful no good bad things can we do to the new x-men um we're what are we starting with issue 20 and we're going to 24 27
1: yes did you not read i only read to
0: 24 because i only did childhood's end
1: oh adam okay what did you do what's what's 20 i did up through 27 which is crusade right I guess technically it is uh, Crusade starts with 24, but I've always read them as like the same story because they just keep going. Well, let's
0: let's just cover it like this. I mean, yeah, I, can, we'll just cover I can talk it like about that. the first half and you can talk about the second half. Um, yeah.
1: So the first half uh, <laughs> is by Craig Kyle and Chris Yost with Mark Brooks doing the art. Yeah. I think uh, Paul Pelletier does a little bit on the last issue of that on 23 and it
0: starts with a whole bunch of children screaming at the top of their lungs (laughs) because
1: yeah uh m day yeah m day man
0: m day is hit and uh people are taking it in a variety of different ways um some of them think their powers are gone when they're not uh some of them have had their powers removed some of them wanted their powers removed and I, I got to say, it's a little bit confusing the way the storytelling is done in the issue. Um, but I will give it credit that if something like this were happening to the school, you can imagine that it would be mass pandemonium. And they do a pretty good job of capturing that. Um, they do. I think it's... what's weird about this part of the arc is that um, the the story bounces back and forth time wise. If it flashes forward and back in time, I don't know how successful that is um
1: yeah it's it's a little odd
0: yeah and basically what the the focus is for the arc is that the white queen pretty much just wants to kick out emma frost wants to kick out anybody who's now human um, and reestablishes what the core lineup of this new x-men team is instead of it being a team of new mutants and hellions um they're gonna they're gonna fight in duel until we get a new team and she's also very angry that x-23 is in the building
1: yeah uh emma emma's kind of a jerk in this one gonna gonna say i love i love our i love our diamond girl but she doesn't come off great here obviously emma has now gone through her third class of students who have been decimated by tragedy so she's a little fed up oh yeah i I empathize with her greatly on that because Emma's Frost students have not had a really good life expectancy.
0: Um, Yes.
1: She's mean to Danny Moonstar in here and I don't like that.
0: No, that's also very strange. Like, you know, here you have someone that's been established as a character going back um, all the way to the very beginning of New Mutants and yet is... I just think the entire thing of of Emma tossing out all the human students is, is strange. Like, I I don't know if I'm if I'm the authority on saying that it's out of character, but it, it felt maybe slightly out of character um, yeah. for the Emma that we know it, from this era.
1: She she does what she needs to do to get the plot to where uh, Kyle and Yost wanted to get, which
0: is to blow up a school bus full of children (laughs) um yeah uh,
1: guys they kill a lot of the purifiers the purifiers murder so many children
0: yep everybody's favorite reverend is back um
1: oh man like let's let's talk a bit about the death count in this because i think it's important sure at this at the start of this story the new mutant squad was elixir icarus Prodigy, Surge, Wallflower, and Wind Dancer led by Danny Moonstar. Mm-hmm. That's seven people. Yep. Danny Moonstar gets depowered. Whoop. Uh, Wind Dancer gets depowered. Joop. Prodigy gets depowered, but he keeps all of his smart thoughts, so he's yes. just a super genius. Smart so guy. maybe he half gets depowered. <laughs> uh, and then by the and yeah, Danny gets depowered. By the end of this arc, Icarus is dead, and Wallflower is also dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, they basically just took the... Uh the let the the mutants that weren't really working for the story so well since the beginning of the book and uh just blew them up or or depowered them them you know or
1: shot them or ripped out their wings or did so many really bad things to them
0: yeah in
1: in service of getting x-23 and the hellions to be the main characters of the book and to their credit the hellions are more interesting yes uh, I I want rockslide and rockslide and dust and mercury on a team way more than I want uh, Icarus. Yeah, Jay Guthrie, the, the worst Guthrie. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but there is a weird mean spirited way. Yeah, that they they kill a lot of people. Like it's a lot. Like if no more mutants was a big kick in the pants conceptually, this is it really hitting. Even if it's not all happening explicitly because of M Day, M Day is what kicks it off, and then you realize just how bad things get.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it it does ring very similar to End of Gray's, where they just you know spent that issue killing all those random family members they just introduced. But uh, this has the added bonus of they're all kids, uh, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty gruesome. Um, even though it's not, it's I, it's not graphic. You know, it's not not like in any way like that i would say that the end of gray's thing is much more violent in terms of its uh you know the the way in which characters die but um it's still a bit much to blow up a school bus full of kids
1: yeah <laughs> in, uh, in this uh,
0: issue 24
1: because here's here's what happens uh you know you know uh reverend william Stryker. oh yes from very good god loves man kills and the very bad god loves man kills too uh
0: he's he's better here than he was in god loves man kills 2 i'll give him credit is for that
1: because he starts worshiping nimrod I, which is a weird twist i just
0: think he's written better you know he's still an awful character that i never want to see again but um you know he
1: should have never appeared after that policeman shot him nope Never should have appeared ever again. Never. He should have been open and closed. He should never have accidentally been revealed to be working with AIM or HYDRA or whoever to make his son, who was a mutant, to get superpowers, even though in God Loves Man Kills, he murdered his boy. Ugh. He killed his boy, and that should have been where it ended, but no, he gave his boy superpowers in a different story, and let's—we're oh, going to get to that eventually. That's a whole other bag of worms. <laughs> Here, he's just very murdery.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: He kills a lot of people, and he's gleeful about it, and it just sucks. Like, I hate that Stryker is being used like that, because I think Stryker had such a good, complete one-shot story and should have never been touched again. Agreed. I do, however, think the Purifiers as a general antagonistic force that represents humans hating mutants. That works.
0: Yeah, I wish they dressed differently. I never really liked the uniforms of the Purifiers. Uh, just a,
1: the giant upside down yeah like the giant cross of peter and the black yeah it doesn't that i don't like doesn't work great concept it doesn't okay. work great yeah Be- mostly just because i think all it does is then kind of shoehorn them into saying uh you know god hates these abominations and that's it and i think the one thing that the marvel universe has taught us is religion is not the only reason why everyone hates mutants no one has a good reason but everyone does hate the mutants Mm -hmm. so yeah i I think it shoehorns them a bit
0: yeah um what do we think of this do we like this
1: i i think it's i think it's interesting i think the second half is a bit more well paced than the first half because the first half it it has four issues where they're still setting up this new status quo And then the bus explosion happens, and right after that, the Purifier's attack really starts on the school, Mm -hmm. and that starts to get things moving. There's a lot of momentum. There's a fun scene where uh, X-23 switches herself with dust so that she can catch the Purifier's by surprise. Uh, There's a good ending where Elixir, who's had a rough go of it, uh, takes out William Stryker and... Ends the story like there's a lot of good action stuff at the end and it does a good job developing the um, these new X-Men into more likable characters, especially like I think Mercury and Dust mm-hmm. really get, in Rock Slide, really get a lot more development here and I like them a ton. So I think it sets up the book to go somewhere really good. I don't think that this school shooting story really works very well. Like it feels just a little odd and weird in today's age. And I don't know, there's something, there's something off about this story and I've never loved it. I think, I think the fact that they kill a lot of children really rubs me the wrong way.
0: Well, especially because of, you know, I, I don't know, you know, like it, it, what are we talking about here with this story? Like clearly it's designed to be a status quo shift for the title Um, but it's, it's dealing with some very awkward subject matter. How shall we say?
1: There's a lot of sensitive issues that aren't really dealt with here. Yeah. And I think that's not great. I do think Mark Brooks and Paco Medina, who do the art on these stories, I think they do a very good job with it. I think it's real gorgeous. Paco Medina, especially someone who I love, Brooks's covers are fantastic especially the cover to 24 that has Mercury seeing the buses explode and it reflecting on her face. It's one of my favorite X-Men panel like covers. I think it's so good.
0: Well, it's amazing. Like Mark Brooks's uh, evolution from here to like what he's doing now with these very painterly uh, covers like he's doing for uh, extermination. It's pretty amazing. Um, his evolution over the years, but these are good too.
1: Yeah, it's some it's some good stuff. I think there's some weird stuff with the X-Men and how especially Emma and Scott are portrayed in this. I think it has some growing pains before this book becomes real fun. Like I think the next the next 3 arcs after this, it's a Nimrod story that follows up with this. There is a story focused on Mercury Next X-23, and then there's a quest for magic story that's dope, and I can't wait till we get to talk about that. <laughs> that's got Scotty Young doing not-baby art, and it's awesome.
0: That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, they've definitely shifted the lineup into something that's going to be a, a little more likable than where the book started. Um, so we have, where do we have the, the first arc of New X-Men? Um, that... It's low. Uh, it's in it's
1: past 100 yeah Uh, it Uh, is 130 right now Men choosing sides i think this is better this is definitely
0: better than that um and uh, where do we have end of grays right now
1: Uh, end of Grays is a decent chunk up there uh oh
0: it's that's all the way up at 63 i I just bring it up because, you know, it's part of the same event. I don't think this is as good as End of Grace.
1: No, it's in between those two for sure, which is several comics.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big spread. So, um,
1: here's, here's one I'll throw out there. Yeah,
0: go ahead.
1: Uh, Felix Covenant Generation Next. I think this is better than that.
0: Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, Generation Next is, is good for introducing the Gen X characters. Um, involves teens but uh i I agree i think this has a little more substance to it um how about is it better than the gold balls issue of uncanny x-men volume three
1: man you just know how to cut to my core
0: (laughs) i know you like that gold balls guy
1: gold balls is good i think this is better than gold balls but I don't know if I like it better than the Rob Liefeld uh X-Men Men comic where they fight all the aliens. That seems
0: to be a ceiling for you occasionally. Like when we get when it's we It's a get good
1: to that. comic! I like <laughs> it. It's not as good as the Ladies of Night one, but it's still a good
0: comic. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. Um all right, so is that where it's going? Is this our new 91?
1: I think this is our new 91. Great. It's new X-Men childhood end slash crusade oh, man, Those are... they killed off a lot of kids, didn't they?
0: <laughs> trying to t- That's just
1: mean, right? Trying... That's just a mean-spirited way to do things. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that event in general was designed to be pretty mean-spirited, you know? Um, but, hey, it, it happened, and you, you get a better book out of it, I guess, right?
1: I mean, you do. You do. Those last three arcs are better than literally anything that
0: comes before there it There you that book. go. There you go.
1: So, I mean, it all worked out. Plus, it gave us... It gave us like dust and uh Mercury and Rockslide mm-hmm. being important people. Yeah. Which is really kinda of the key. But that uh that does it. That's three three stories. We're back. We did not totally forget how
0: to podcast. No, we remembered how to podcast. That's great. I feel good.
1: <laughs> that is a uh, fantastic. Uh so first off, I wanna thank Max and everything that he does on waiting for the trade. It's very good comics. You should check it out. Uh, Just, you know, because it's very good. So thank you for supporting us on Patreon, Max. Also, if you want to be like him and support us on Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. At the $2 a month level, you get a story added to the list. Uh, I'm just going to say it. The last two stories that have gotten added have been uh, based around Star Trek and Adam X. So. You can add some weird stuff to this list, and we'll have to legally read it. That's the truth. It's a binding argument from the government, I think. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. there's legislation. There's, there's legislation.
1: <laughs> there's other tiers of support you can go to if you want. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Hey, Adam, where can people find you, and what have you been doing for the last month?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, well... Let me plug something that you and I are both involved in, and that is the um, X-Men baking cookbook just became available, I believe, today as a PDF on Gumroad. Uh, The exceptional, hold on, the guide to exceptional baking is available at gumroad.com slash L slash X-Men baking zine. You can get a PDF. If you missed out on the Kickstarter, you can get a PDF for 15 bucks. It has a,
1: it'll be in the show notes to the left yeah, or below it or however, just flick on over and say that
0: one. Yes. But guys, you want a copy of this. If you missed out on getting the uh, spiral bound version, cause it is packed with stuff and Zach wrote a recipe. Um, I illustrated it. And there's tons of other really good stuff in there. So get that. Um, other than that, I've just been working on Bish and Jubes, uh, Attack on the Mansion. New pages coming out on Mondays. And you can find me on Twitter at Arthur Stacy. New pages of Bish Jubes at Adamreck.Tumblr.com. Uh, Zach, where can people find you?
1: You can find me online at XavierFiles.com. That's where I have all the latest and greatest in X Men news and other stuff. Uh this last week I wrote a thing about why Wolverines were really frustrating. Well that was good. Uh in his return. Yep. Uh yep, I essentially I read Return of Wolverine number three and I said, screw this, I'm real mad now. <laughs> I've gotta write something. Yeah. Um but I I yeah, and then as you listen to this, I should have already posted a review, overview kind of thing of X-Men. Mutant Empire book 1 siege a book that has three colons in its name hmm. it's interesting if not good fair enough let's just let's just say that i've been i've been reading just books without pictures recently absolutely wild did
0: you know those exist uh, just because you've been posting pictures and screen grabs of pages they they sound absolutely bizarre
1: yeah they still got x men <laughs> in it though so i'm not really expanding my horizons <laughs> Really just kind of pushing them to their absolute limits. I like that.
0: I like that. New frontiers, right?
1: (laughs) Something like that. I'm boldly going where I've gone a lot of times, but now without pictures. (laughs) Uh, You can also find me online at Twitter at Xavier Files. Uh, That's where you can go to make sure you follow, see the show coming out, see whatever random thoughts about X-Men I have this week. Uh, But I think that's about it. Next week, Because we did not time this out for Valentine's Day, we're just going to be talking about three stories about two characters being in love. And, boy, we've got some stuff to talk about.
0: (laughs) We sure do.
1: Oh, but until then, this has been Bow the Atom, and we hope you survived the experience. Get it!